Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 60, Lessons from a Me-cation. Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, ladies. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I have just returned from a beautiful me-cation. So a me-cation is my version of a solo vacation, and it was just magic. I'm going to tell you guys all about it. But first of all, (laughs) I am a little bit rough because my flight was due to leave um, the place, which I will disclose in a minute, It was due to leave at 7.30 at night and we all got on the plane early, really, really early and we were due to take off early. Um, Something to do with they're only allowed 45 minutes on the tarmac for that airline, like that's what they've paid for, it was a budget airline. And anyway, so we were on the plane ready to take off and there's this announcement that we all have to get off because there's a problem with the engine and the engineer has to come on and look at it. Four hours later, <laughs> we are still there, but handed out meal vouchers and I was so lucky I was bumped onto another airline, which is actually a much nicer airline. Um, and I was able to fly home, um, albeit it was 3.30 a.m. when I landed, so I'm a little bit rough today. <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm a little bit rough around the edges, not because I drank too much alcohol, but because of lack of sleep. However, I am showing up and I am here to record this podcast because I'm really excited about this topic and some of these lessons from my vacation. So I want to dive in and tell you all about it. So to back it up a little bit, when I got back from Bali, which was um, early June, I got back from Bali, June of 2019, and I decided to book a me-cation, a solo vacation, and I picked somewhere that I loved. I picked somewhere that I'd been to twice before and somewhere that was familiar and one of my most favorite things, somewhere warm and tropical. I love warm and tropical climates, and I think I was designed to live on a tropical island. (laughs) So I picked somewhere that I didn't feel the need to sightsee and explore, but rather to relax and just have some me time. So where did I pick? (laughs) I picked Rarotonga in the Cook Islands. So it's a beautiful, magical little spot, and it's roughly a four-hour flight out of Auckland here in New Zealand. So if you can look up some images, look up Rarotonga and the Cook Islands, and you will see the beautiful white sandy beaches, the just stunning shoreline, like the the brightly colored tropical fish, so you can literally just stand there and see them underneath swimming around your feet. It's just magic. It's absolute magic. So if you haven't been, please look it up. You will not regret going. (laughs) All right, so it's very rare that I relax on a trip. And I know this about myself. I'm usually working or I'm trying to fit in sightseeing or I'm spending time with friends or with family or meeting up with fellow solo women travel tribe members. But this trip was really different for me. I allowed myself, when I say allowed, I mainly mean forced. (laughs) I forced myself to stop and to not be in that constant state of busyness, which is something I have 
definitely found myself in very recently. So this in itself was really challenging for me. Now, I didn't tell anyone that I was, I was heading to Raro. Like I told my immediate family and friends, but I'm sorry if anyone I know over there saw me and I didn't reach out. I did that because I just really wanted to switch off. So I do apologize if you saw me <laughs> or if I get caught. Um, I decided to have a majority Wi-Fi and digital detox. So I would only check in once a day, more so for any urgent emails or any SWTT things that were urgent that I needed to, to deal with. Or of course, to make sure, you know, family didn't need me something at an accident or something like that, you know? So I, I had this, this real Wi-Fi digital detox and I had prepared my family, my friends, and I arranged for our tribe's admin team to take care of all SWTT things. I pre-scheduled all of my posts. So I can actually pre-schedule the Facebook posts. So you guys think I'm in there and I'm like interacting and posting with you all, but like I'm not there. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. I still love you. But I do that to save time and to make sure that, um, you know, I'm showing up on the regular. And then when you guys comment, I get a notification and then I can go in and interact with you, obviously. But I pre-scheduled all of my posts for the five days I was away so that I could just switch off and know that it was all taken care of. Now, before heading away on this trip, I really knew I needed to reset. I needed to do some serious thinking without judgment. And I needed to allow myself the space that I needed to look at my life and my business. And I spent the majority of this trip, it was five nights, five, five and a half sort of days. I spent the majority of it just thinking, like majority quiet time, just thinking. And I would have appeared incredibly quiet to all of those around me, but my mind was so busy thinking. And this is good. This is really good. I was thinking about life. I'm thinking about how it works, thinking about my mind, how best to manage my mind, thinking about what I want from life, from myself, where I want my business to be, where it is now, thinking about what's working and what's not working, thinking about my clients and how best I can help them, how best I can show up and help SWTT, thinking about my clients achieving their dreams and a lot of thinking that I did, I had some really big realizations. I had a lot of big lessons come out of it. And that is how this episode has come about. So I want to share with you all some of the realizations that I had and some of the big lessons that have come from my mecation and all of the time I spent thinking. So without further ado, <laughs> now that I've given you a little bit of a backstory, I'm going to dive in. Number one, so focusing on what you don't want, focusing on what you don't want, what you don't like, or what you don't have only grows. What you focus on, good or bad, it always grows. Where you put your attention is where your brain puts its attention, and your brain goes to work on growing it. That's our brain's job, right? and they are only doing their jobs. It's our job to manage our minds and to give our brains deliberate direction and focus. And all too often, we focus on what we don't want rather than what we do want. And I decided to give you guys an example of this. So we focus on not wanting to be overweight, and we give so much thought to this within our minds that we'll often 
either end up with unhealthy eating issues or, you know, exercise issues, or we end up overweight. Rather than focusing on being healthy and happy and looking after our bodies, we're focusing on not being something. And in focusing on not being something, we're creating it. And this this came to me, I wanted to share this, whilst I was sitting in my favourite coffee shop, Beluga. If you visit Rarotonga, make sure you visit Beluga and sipping on a soy flat white, waiting for my brunch to come out. (laughs) So just to repeat that, focusing on what you don't want, focusing on lack, you know, what you don't have, what you don't like, what you don't want, you know, it only grows it. So turn it into something positive and focus on the good. Because regardless of what you focus on, it is what is going to grow. That is where your brain is going to work. Number two. What if it was okay? However it is, whatever it is, what if that was okay and you didn't make it mean anything? So I want to give you an example of what your it might be. So what if the way you looked, the way you acted, the things that you have or have not achieved, where you are in life, who you are with or not with, what your weight is, where you live, what if it was okay? Whatever you're giving so much thought to and you're likely wanting to change, like a lot of probably negative thought towards it, like, oh, you know, I wish I weighed less or I wish I could just move to London and live there or, you know, I wish I could just get a, a better job or whatever, like this sucks. What if it was exactly how it was supposed to be, if it was just totally okay the way it is? What if you could just say to yourself, this is okay, and not make it mean anything, not make it mean that you're not good enough in some way, shape, or form? Because you saying that it's not okay, like this is not okay, is basically you saying, this is just not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And in some way, shape, or form, that is what you're saying to yourself. So I really want you to think about that. What if it was just okay? The situation was just okay. And you don't have to make it mean that, you know, you're not enough or something else needs to change to make life better. It's just okay. It's just how it's meant to be. And that's okay. And that brings me to number three. Self-worth is not determined by anything outside of us. So I want to give you some examples. Your self-worth is not determined by the way you look, by your weight, by the success that you have, by the job you have, by the amount of money you have or don't have. Self-worth is not determined by the amount of places you have traveled to or where you've traveled to. Our self-worth is simply a choice that we make. Our self-worth is made by a choice. It's a choice made from within ourselves that we are worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy of creating this podcast. I am worthy of building an empire. I am worthy of being a human being alive on this planet. 
I am worthy simply because I decide that I am. Nobody else and nothing outside of you has the power to determine your worth. Only you do. Someone saying something to you doesn't mean that you are a worthy human being. It does not mean that. They're our own life choices. You know, other people saying something to you, that's their life choice. You deciding if you're worthy or not, that's your life choice. You get to decide what you make their comments mean. So if somebody says to you, oh my God, you're useless at doing that. Like, you should just give up, right? You get to decide what you make that mean. And it does not mean that you're any less worthy because they said that comment. That means something about them and not about you. You get to decide how you feel about yourself. You get to decide your self-worth. And remember, it's always a choice from within us to determine our own worth. Your self-worth is not determined by anything outside of you. It is a choice. It is a choice that you have. Number four, travel doesn't make you happy or bring you joy. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail about that one. (laughs) Number four is travel doesn't make you happy or bring you joy. The way you think about it, the thoughts that you have give you the happiness and the joy. The travel itself doesn't give you or bring you pleasure. It comes from the thoughts that you have about it. It comes from the way that you think about it. The the feelings that you experience when you are traveling are available to you right now. Whether you're at home, whether you're in your car listening to this podcast, whether you're on a walk, wherever you're listening to this from, those feelings that you experience when you're traveling, they're available to you right now. Now, when I travel solo, some of the common feelings that I enjoy are the feeling of empowerment, that feeling of freedom, also the feelings of courage or bravery. I really enjoy those. And satisfaction. I feel a sense of satisfaction when I travel solo and when I, you know, tick things off my list, my internal list. So when you learn and understand how to manage your mind, it becomes so much easier to create those feelings by deliberate thinking. Now, I wanted to tie in this other lesson, the same, you know, this is kind of along the same lines, that you don't have to travel to feel better, or you don't have to travel to get away, you know, like people, oh, I really need to get away, I just need to get away, people say that all the time, you don't need to travel to get away, you just need to look at your mind, you need to look at what's going on inside your brain, you don't have to travel to become a better person, I've heard people say, oh, I'm a better person because I travel. Or she's, you know, she's a much more well-educated person because she travels so much. I've heard that as well. (laughs) You don't have to travel to become more well-educated. You only need to change your mind. You only need to look at your mind. Travel doesn't give you those things or do those things to you. You do that by what you think and what you feel and the way you act. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love to travel. I obviously love to travel. 
And I love the experiences that I have had and I will continue to have from travel. But I also understand that I can feel equally as much love and empowerment and freedom and courage and bravery and satisfaction from wherever I am, regardless of whether I am traveling or not. Your circumstances and location don't make you feel any different or create something different in your life. You do that by what happens inside of your mind. Okay, number five. Wanting and wishing for it to be easy isn't serving us. Let it be hard. It's supposed to be hard. The harder it is, the stronger you become from going through the process. Now, this goes for anything you are resisting with or, you know, keep thinking, oh, my God, this is so hard. I don't want to do it. It's just too hard. I remember once upon a time saying that about life, right? Oh, my God, life is so hard. (laughs) I remember having those thoughts, especially in my early 20s. I was like, oh, being an adult and just life is so hard. And me thinking it was hard made it really hard for me. Now, when I think about growing my business, having an impact in the world and helping lots of women, I often think, wow, this is hard. And I used to feel really discouraged. But I've just had this huge realization that it's supposed to be hard and that that doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It's okay that it's hard. It being hard makes me learn and develop and grow. It makes me into a better person, makes me evolve into a new version of myself. I'm embracing it as being hard and not making it mean I need to be discouraged or resist the process. Now, the same goes for traveling to a country that perhaps doesn't speak your language and might be regarded as not being an overly safe destination. Like, that's okay. You're probably going to be scared and frustrated during the process. You might think it's hard. But the process doesn't have to be easy for it to be worthwhile and for it to be fulfilling. Wanting and wishing for it to be easy isn't serving us. Thinking I want it to be easy and it's not easy, you know, it's not serving us. Nor is it going to be easy for a while, right? It's not going to be easy for a while and it's okay that it's not easy. You have to earn the right for it to be really, really easy. So, you know, if you haven't traveled a lot and you're picking this country that doesn't speak your language and might be regarded as not being overly safe, it's not going to be easy to start with and that's okay. You've got to earn the right for it to be easy. So once you've done that 10, 15, 20, 30 times... I don't know how how long it's going to take, but at some point, it will just come naturally to you. It will feel easy. It will feel comfortable. You've got to earn the right for that. One of my mentors said this the other day. The harder it is, the stronger you can get. The easier it is to quit, the more proud you'll be when you don't the stronger you will get 
from the process. All right, number six. Now, (laughs) I contemplated putting this on the list, right? Because I have a business that is based around social media. SWTT, the community I started, has, you know, has sort of started my business and it's social media based, right? (laughs) But number six is social media does not make you feel good. Yep. I'm keeping it. Social media does not make you feel good. Absent scrolling and looking at social media does not make you feel good. It is designed to become addictive. And for most of us, it has become addictive. And we scroll it almost absentmindedly. But we don't realize the effect that it's having on us. I spend a lot of time really thinking about this, especially Like I would find myself so often in in this five days just going, I'll just check Facebook real quick. I'm just going to check Instagram. It's like, oh shit, I can't. I don't have any Wi-Fi, any internet. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy how often I absentmindedly want to do that. And then on the opportunities where I did log into the internet, I would find that I felt this, this almost negative feeling afterwards. I felt this heaviness, this weight afterwards and I really looked into that and so often we will we will see what other people are doing on social media right so they're showing what they're up to where they are sharing their own life experiences and all too often we feel this lack right a lack of doing or seeing or just being enough and I think a lot of people are not willing to admit that they feel that it's not often that we look at social media and we feel good Like, oh my God, look at Kelly and her amazing vacation in the Bahamas. I'm so happy for her, right? We usually think, wow, that looks so amazing. She's so lucky. I wish I could go to the Bahamas. I wonder how she can afford to do that. And we focus on our own lack and the negative side of this rather than the positive and happier side of the equation. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, I barely spent any time on social media social media in these five days, and I became so aware of this and the effect that it has on me and others. Like, I see this in other people around me so much, and I became so aware of it. <laughs> and I wanted to share a few of the experiences I had in Rarotonga, and I believe in large part that I had these experiences because I was so switched off from social media And just so in the moment where I was and just really trying to take in and be where I was. And I wanted to share some of these things with you. So on two occasions, I saw whales swimming offshore. It was magic. (laughs) I watched the local dogs. So there's lots of sort of, not lots, but there's a few local dogs and they're super friendly. And they were on the beach and I was sort of wading in ankle deep water And these dogs were trying to catch fish in the crystal clear water. It was so cute. Like he was kind of standing there and then all of a sudden he would like pounce and he would never catch anything. And his friend on the beach was just like lying there sunbathing. (laughs) It was so cute. I also got to experience the most beautiful sunset I think I have ever seen. So it was yellow, red, purple and blue. The sky was just full of magical colors. And now I sat on the rocks outside of our resort. There's kind of this rocky part on the edge of the beach. And so I climbed up on the rocks and I sat there and I just watched the sunset for maybe 
30 to 45 minutes and I was the only person on the stretch of beach. It was crazy. I was the only person. And as the sun went further down, I could hear crabs on the rocks. And I sat there and I looked over and I saw this crab literally the size of my hand. (laughs) He was huge. He slowly like kind of creeped down, made his way down the rocks towards the water. And it was just really cool just to sit there and just watch that happen. On another occasion, I was sitting at this place called Black Rock, which is one of my favorite spots. And I was sitting there on the edge of the rocks and I was dangling my legs just over the side. And I was just like staring out at the water and I sat watching the waves, the crystal clear water. And there's like fish. You can see little schools of fish swimming below. Like it's crazy how much you can see in the water. I saw huge starfish. It's just magic. And I'm sitting there and a local man came up to me and said, are you watching the dolphins? I was like, what? No. (laughs) I was like, seriously, I thought I could see everything, but I hadn't even spotted them. And we, st- I stood up and we stood there chatting away, watching these dolphins. Like there was this huge pot of dolphins just offshore. We chatted away. It was so magic. He had binoculars. And so I got to see them with like a closer inspection. He shared them with me. It was just so cool. So I got to see dolphins as well. And then on a- another two occasions, I took a kayak out from the resort. And one morning I took the kayak out. And when I say early... Did I even say early? It was early, but (laughs) it was like only 7am, but I had the whole entire, like as far as I could see in the ocean, I had it to myself. (laughs) There's not a single person out there because I guess they're all sleeping in because they're on vacation, whatever. So I had this kayak and I went over the reef. Like it was just, there was reef everywhere. There's brightly colored tropical fish, fluorescent blue starfish, the size of dinner plates, if not bigger. Oh my God, it was like, I have some serious gratitude for that. It was just so magic. And to top it off, I'm paddling along in my kayak and just kind of like going real slow and looking around. This huge spotted stingray swam underneath my kayak super slowly. I was like, what? (laughs) It was so cool. And then I turned around to try and catch up with him and he was like, oh no, we're not having a bar at this. And he just took off. So yeah, that was so cool. So cool. All right. So I really, really encourage you guys to become aware of the thoughts that you have when you're scrolling through social media. Like just slow it down and just just look at how you feel in your body and what you're kind of thinking. Become a little bit more aware of that when you're scrolling through social media kind of absently. Is it serving you? Is the way you're feeling and the thoughts you're having, is that serving you? And why not try a social media detox Join me, (laughs) join me in doing this and see what you experience in the process because I promise you it could be very, very magic. All right, guys, so here's what I'm going to do next. That is the end of the list, right? Next time I feel crappy in any way, shape or form, (laughs) I'm going to look at this list or I'm going to listen to this podcast episode. So I define crappy in any of the following ways, like feeling like I'm not good enough, Feeling like I'm not doing enough. Feeling like I should be somewhere else. Feeling like I need to book another vacation, another trip. Feeling like I'm just not okay. Anytime I feel crappy, I am going to revisit this list, revisit this podcast episode. And I really want to invite you guys to do the same. All right. 
I really hope you guys get some cool takeaways, some big stuff comes out of this mecation for both of us. And I really encourage you guys to go on your own mecation because a solo vacation is magic. Okay, guys, that's it for this week. Huge love to you all. Wishing you all safe and happy travels wherever you are in the world. I will talk to you again this time next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want more, then make sure you grab a copy of my Ultimate Solo Travel Mindset Guide. Just visit www.solowomentraveltribe.com slash guide to get your copy today. Feel confident, feel prepared, and feel empowered for your solo travel journey.